we are going to jump right in and we are going to talk about terms and conditions. Let me begin with prayer because I never, ever begin with prayer. So let me begin with prayer and then we're going to jump right on in there. Father God, I thank you for this time. Father, I ask, Lord, that you just press upon our hearts, Lord, the importance of listening to you, of being obedient, Lord, to the things that you say. Father, I ask that our, that our minds and our hearts, that they be open, Lord, to receive what you have for us. On this evening, we ask you to just go before me, Lord, so that I can um, appropriately um, display who you are through your word. In your name we pray, amen. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and dig right in. So we have been talking about terms and conditions. And the reason why we're talking about terms and conditions is because terms and conditions come with every single part of your life. When we are on the internet browsing, we have to accept cookies. When we purchase something online or we start school online, we have to accept the terms and agreements to whatever it is that we are purchasing and what we are doing. Our life is the same and it represents the terms and the conditions. And so, so many times we, uh, we are living life and all of a sudden we are interrupted. Our whole life has erupted right before our eyes and we begin to panic and we don't understand and we're in a despairing, hopeless place. And I want to come to talk to you about the terms and the conditions. There were terms, there were conditions that were not understood prior to our journey. Therefore, when our lives seem like they are chaotic and out of control, then that is when we have to look back at those terms and conditions. What in the world transpired? Okay. And that's so very, very important. So we are going to just pick up where we left off um, on Monday. So I'm going to read you a definition of terms and agreements. I mean, terms and conditions, excuse me. Terms and conditions is the document governing the contractual relationship between the provider of a service and the owner. The owner clarifies the conditions of use of its service. Therefore, it represents the document that helps in dealing with problems or preventing them in the first place. Okay. So there you have it. It's a document. It's an agreement between the user and, um, the provider. And so what we're doing is we're entering into a relationship with that person and we are agreeing to a set of terms. Now, as that relates to our life, if you are a believer, when you begin to, well, when you not begin to, when you accept the Lord as your personal savior, you're entering into a covenant, a contract with him saying, Lord, I surrender myself to you. Lord, come into my life and make me the person that you want. So when we say those words, when we accept him, we're entering into a relationship. Okay. And that relationship, hi, Peter, how are you? That relationship that we're entering into it has stipulations that come with it, okay? And oftentimes, we don't, we don't know what they, what, what they are because we're just so excited. Like that big rush when we go to the altar or if we're purchasing something, we are so happy. There's an expectation that comes with being a user on the other end. Let's take marriage, for example. 
If we are entering into a marriage, we've dated this person, we love this person, we have to have this person. We enter into a covenant, into a marriage with this person. And we are saying that I'm going to love you no matter what happens. I don't care what goes on. I'm going to still love you because I made this commitment before God and all these relatives, whether I like them or not, they are here. I've made that commitment. I'm sticking it out. Well, what happens when the other person doesn't hold up their end of the bargain or don't end up their end of the vows? Then we have a problem. Okay, so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about, okay, the other side of it. So finishing, just continuing to talk about marriages. So we have a marriage and our spouse decides that they want to act up or they don't want to be married anymore. And so we begin to panic. Oh, my gosh. We don't know what to do. We don't know whether to let them go or try to fix ourselves to make them stay. We're all over the place. However, again, if we go back to the definition of terms and conditions, it talks about there are things that's in those terms and conditions that addresses a problem or prevents a problem from occurring. So if we are in a marriage, then what are some of the things that are going on in the marriage that perhaps were there that we didn't see or we didn't want to see? Okay. Well, there's blind spots I mean, not blind spots. There are red flags in every situation, whether it's something that's of a serious nature or whether it's something that's, you know, mildly. We have those red flags. Now, it's up to us to further investigate those red flags. So if we are in a relationship with a person, it is our job and our responsibility to understand who that person is, thus understanding the terms and the conditions. We need to understand their family history. We need to understand that people are patterns. We need to understand that some stuff is hereditary. And so often, not all the time, we can look at a person's family and get an idea of who that person is going to be. Now, that does not mean that they, if they had a drunken father, that they're going to be drunk. It does not mean that. But there are clues that we are supposed to look for when we are entering into a relationship. How many of us do that? Some of us do, some of us don't, some of us do, but we ignore, thinking that our love can change that person. I'm reminded of my ex-husband um, who cheated on me before we even got married. Now, granted, we were young. We got married uh, about a month before my 19th birthday which I don't advise anybody to do because I would have had a fit if my kids would have even tried it, okay? But he cheated on me before we got married. But you know what he said to me? Once we get married, I'm never going to cheat on you again. Well, I thought, okay, maybe I can trust that. Maybe I can believe that. And so I proceeded, okay? And there were some other conditions and some other things that transpired that were red flags that told me I shouldn't have gotten married, but all I could do was say, well, I'm here now. I'm just going to go through it. Lord, bless it. If it's your will, let it be done. Like two seconds right before we got married. Okay. However, there were some conditions, some things that were already there to let me know that it shouldn't have taken place. But guess what I did? 
because I wanted him so bad. Because I seen a future. I seen security. I seen a smart, intelligent individual. And that was my ticket. Okay? And so I didn't want to let him go. On top of, I mean, I just loved him. Okay? And so I excused and ignored everything that I seen prior to getting married. So what happens? We get married. Things are good for the first year and a half. And after that, the bottom falls out. The issues come up and out. The issues that were present before we even got married. Okay? But again, I accepted those terms and conditions without fully understanding that dummy. He's doing all this stuff before you get married. When you get married, you think it's going to be any different. Well, I thought it was because I thought I could just love him to change. Okay? Well, it continued and it, it, it disrupted our marriage. And there were things that I, we just couldn't get past. And so what happened? As a result, we get a divorce. Terms and conditions. I failed to adhere to the things that I already seen. They were there. It was all spelled out. How many times do we do that in our lives? And then when it happens, guess what we want to do? Oh, my gosh. How could she do that? Oh, my gosh. How could he do that to me? Well, they were doing it to you before and you just try to excuse it, thinking that they were going to change. Then let's take it a step further. God, how could you allow this to happen to me? I'm, I love you. I go to church on Sundays. Yet and still you allow this to happen. God didn't allow anything. You made that choice. You ignored all of those signs. And that's with a lot of things in our lives. And we all do it inadvertently. But that's why I'm here talking. Because I want to stop somebody from doing it inadvertently. I don't want you to make the same mistakes that I have made. I don't want the cycle to keep repeating. And how do we stop the cycle from repeating? We tell our stories. We talk about where we were. We, we give that wisdom and that knowledge from the word of God. Okay, from our experience, from what the Lord is telling us so that we can save somebody else so that we can stop somebody else from doing it again. Okay, and so um, one of the things that we have to do, guys, is we have to take responsibility for our chaos that we've created, because a lot of this stuff, 90 percent of the things that we go through, they're our fault. They're our fault because. We didn't properly do our research. We didn't wait the time that we needed to wait. We just jumped in something head first. We wasn't even thinking about it. I jumped into something, I don't know, about three, four months ago. I wanted somebody to do a service for me. And I never, ever make the, the decision the same day. I always wait a day, go to sleep, make the decision. Well, I want to make the decision the same day and go on day. I lost money. I lost money because I, I didn't because I didn't wait. Okay, and so we have to make sure that we are making sound decisions, because when you make sound decisions and you understand the terms and the conditions, then it's going to help you in your life. Once you understand that this person that you're connecting yourself to has issues, has been hurt, is incapable of certain things. You understand fully what you're getting into. That way, when something happens, then you understand why it's happening. And you say, well, I, I knew this. I knew we were going to have to work through this. And I'm prepared to work through this because I already knew. 
Same thing with our relationship with God. When we understand the terms and conditions, which is his word, when we understand that life is not going to always be easy, when we understand that we are going to have to wait on some things, and for some people, we're waiting a long time. Some people, it's six months, a year. For some, it's 20-some years plus that we're waiting on God to do something that he's promised us. When we understand that God, God is not, you know, he don't care about time. You know what I mean? He is time. And so everything happens when he allows it to happen. When we understand that, we don't have to panic. We don't have to try to push and make something happen because if God is not ready for it to happen, don't you know there is nothing that you can do to force the hand of God? It's not going to work. I've tried it. I didn't pray heaven down. I didn't did. I didn't kick. I didn't scream. And let me tell you what he did do. He gave me peace. He gave me lots and lots of peace to let me know, daughter, I have heard you and I love you and I care about you, but it's not time yet. But guess what that peace did? That peace calmed me down enough to say, okay, I have to keep on waiting. There's nothing I could do about it. And so now I'm in this place. Y'all know I'll be finding myself in some situations. I'm in this place. I'm waiting. I'm waiting on God for some stuff. I don't want to wait. But at this point, I've had enough. So I'm waiting on God. How long will I wait this time, guys? I don't know. And I'm not concerned because I'm at peace. And I thank him because if he is sitting me down, making me wait for things that I know I'm supposed to have, promises that he has made me, things that I've seen, then it's for a good reason. And who am I to argue with God's good reason for doing something? Perhaps he's protecting me from something. Perhaps something bad will happen to me if he allows me to proceed. And so when we look at it from that perspective, it should change our mindset concerning some things. There are just some things that you can't have. There are just some things you aren't ready for. Okay. Um, let me see. I have some scriptures. Where are they at? Um, okay. Here's one. Uh, this is about the, the, the wineskins. It says, and no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins and both the wine and the wineskins will be ruined. This is talking about preparation. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins. God is preparing us. There are some things that he wants to give us and put in us. Okay. But. We're living in our old selves still, okay? And if he goes and try to put that stuff in us and we're not ready to receive it, we're not going to make it. We're going to bust and it's just going to leak all out and it's just going to stay in us and it's not going to go anywhere and have no effect, okay? And so oftentimes in those terms and conditions, it talks about the preparation for the journey. It talks about the things that has to take place in us while he is preparing us for greater things, okay? And so when we understand all these things, now these things are found in his word, okay? They're not written on billboards, all right? They're in his word. And that's why we have to connect with him so that we can understand the terms that come with our journey so that we don't panic, so that we don't move out of disobedience because we think we're in the wrong place at the wrong time. And we say, oh, you know what, Lord, that's okay. I'm going to fix it because you you taking too long and I know what I got to do. I got to do what I got to do. We say it all the time. 
Okay? But that's messing up the things that God wants. That's not a part of terms and conditions. It, it, I mean, you can put it in there, but it's disobedience. And all it's going to do is cause you to have to go back and start all over again. And don't get me wrong. It's nothing with starting all over again. God is full of grace. He's full of mercy. All right? If we've messed up, if we've gone astray and we've gotten off the path, believe me, he's kind of, he's there. Forgiveness and all. Open arms. He doesn't care about what we did. He just wants us back. But guess what? We got to start over. So why do we want to do that? Okay? Terms and conditions. We have to understand it. We have to take responsibility. Hi, Laurel. How are you? We have to take responsibility for the, the things that we create through our disobedience, through our lack of understanding, through our lack of a relationship with the Lord. It's not his fault. He's available. It's our fault because we didn't connect with him. We didn't say, okay, Lord, I'm in this place. What do you want from me in this place? What will you have me to do in this place? We don't connect. We have an expectation, of course. Anytime we're entering a relationship, family ship, friendship, we have an expectation that this person is going to love us. They're going to, if it's a spouse, provide for us. We, we have this expectation. And when those expectations are not met, what do we do? We get angry. Angry for what? Angry at who? We didn't understand something. So therefore, it causes an issue within us. But if we take the time to understand, to read God's word, and really understand what he wants and who he is. Now, we're never going to fully understand him. But if we understand enough to say, Lord, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know that I have the strength to continue on. He's going to give us what we need to keep on going. All right. There are some things that you all deserve that you're not getting. There is some recognition that you should be getting. But you're not. I don't know why. But God does. And now we have to wait for it. That doesn't mean go try to make your way. It means simply wait. It's just not God's time yet. All right. And that's a hard pill for some people to swallow. But I bet you right now, if you can look back on your life, you can see where you skipped over terms and conditions for a lot of different situations. All right. Look at the, the fires. We start with our mouths. One simple word. One simple tell of somebody's business. We start wildfires, okay? Terms and conditions. You open your mouth, you tell somebody's business to a friend that uh, may or may not, you can't trust them, and then they go tell other people. Now you've started a whole wildfire with your mouth. Terms and conditions. Friendship comes with those. You don't tell your friend's business. Unless they tell you it's okay to tell, assume that you're not supposed to because all it does is starts issues. Facebook posts, people getting mad, ranting and raving on Facebook. Terms and conditions. Uh, as a result, guess what? Now everybody know your business. You look like a fool. They know who you're talking about, and it's a problem. So we have to begin to handle these things before they become a problem, and that is why we need to understand the situations that we're in. We need to understand who we're dealing with. We under, need to understand the jobs that we're accepting, the people that we're allowing into our lives. We have to understand those things because if not, we are going to get an undesirable result. And there is nobody else to blame but yourself because you allowed it. There is no, I didn't know. 
For many of you, you know I had a million dollar business. My business went down due to paperwork. And on the paperwork, uh, as I've shared before, um, we are supposed to write the license plate of the transportation vehicle that we're using. My drivers were writing down the color of the vans. So guess what? For every paper that they found that had the color of the vans, they said, oh, we want your, we want this money back. And I said, but we provided a service. They said, the rules state that you have to have the license plate down. And what did I say? I said, oh, I said, I didn't know. I said, but I didn't know. You know what they said? They said, are you the CEO? I said, yeah. Then it's your responsibility to know and understand those things, not anybody else's. Same thing with our lives, with the terms and conditions. It's our responsibility to understand them, not anybody else. We cannot dare place blame on another human being for the mess that we've made. Now, that is not the case all the time because you, you seems like we will be able to trust people at some point. Okay, that is not the case all the time, but a large amount of it is us placing our trust where we shouldn't be placing our trust. We don't want to believe what we see with our eyes and we choose to ignore. Thus, we find ourselves in unfavorable situations when we can't get to that person, when we can't get them to understand. Then we go to God and ask him, why did we he allow this to happen to us? It's not his fault. Because he allowed us to see, to hear, we chose to ignore. Terms and conditions. So I'm going to um, wrap up. And I don't think that I used half of what I had on my notes. I'm just looking through my notes and it's just, no. Okay. No, I think I said everything I needed to say. <laughs> so, um, as Peter said, the word of God is our terms and conditions. Absolutely. So. That is where you're going to find everything that you need to guide your life. Once you connect with the Lord, he's going to give you everything you need. He's going to give you the discernment that you need before allowing people into your life, before jumping into situations and making decisions. We have to understand what they are. And once we understand it, I promise you, you will be so much more at peace with life. When you understand that you cannot go back and undo your past, you will heal and you will be free. Guys, I would love to go back and redo my entire life. I would love it. But guess what? I have come to the conclusion that that is not going to happen. That it is no way humanly possible that that is going to happen. So I have accepted it. Okay. And I've moved on and I've allowed myself to be set free and I'm moving forward. And I know better than to make the same decisions that I made then. So going forward, I'm not making decisions that I'm going to regret, which means I'm going to pray. I'm going to wait. And if I have to fast about the situation, that is what I'm going to do, because I mean that I don't want to do anything else that I'm going to regret for the rest of my life. And I'm not saying that I have things that I regret for the rest of my life, but I don't want to move on with no regrets. I don't want to say things that I have to go back and take back. I'm not doing that. 
All right. You will not find me when I get up there and I be in the big limelight. You're not going to find no dirt on me where I have to go back and I have to apologize to somebody because I acted out of sorts. Because if I acted out of sorts, I'm going to tell you that I acted out of sorts. I'm not going to have to go back and apologize for you seeing this side of me because I'm going to tell you about it. And if you can see that side of me, then that's the side of me that I want you to see. Okay, I don't want that. I don't want to have to go back and apologize for words that left my mouth that I can't take back. I don't want to have to go back because I've hurt somebody with something I said or I did. And I have to go back and apologize. And so to prevent those things, we have to understand who we are. We have to understand where we are. We have to understand who God is and what God wants from us. Once we understand that, everything else is easy. Do I have everything that I want? Absolutely not. I don't have everything I want. There's so many things that I want. I don't have them. But guess what? I'm about the kingdom business. And if the Lord give it to me, that's fine. I'm going to praise him. And if he don't, I've already resolved in my heart that it's his will to be done, not mine. It's his will. And, you, and, and, and I'm okay with that. I'm all the way okay with that. And that's what it's all about, coming to terms with those conditions in your life. And that doesn't mean that God is not going to bless you. That doesn't mean that God is not going to open doors. But as you come into terms with those conditions, learning to accept them, learning to take responsibility for everything that you create in your life. We create these situations. We allow ourselves to be hurt. We allow ourselves to wallow in our pain and our pity. All right. And so we have to do better. And so I'm going to pray for us and I'm going to log off. Father, I thank you, Lord, for my friends, Lord, who have been watching. Father, Lord, I'm asking, Lord, that you help us all take responsibility for the chaos, Lord, in our lives, the chaos that we've created, oh God. Help us, Lord, to forgive ourselves, oh God. Help us to forgive others, Lord, and help us to move forward, Lord. Take the anger out of us. Take the frustration out of us. Take the pain away, Lord, because some of us are mad. Some of us are just downright angry about the situations, Lord, that are in our life. And some stuff, Lord, it is not to is not our fault, oh God. But Lord, we know that you do all things well. So I'm asking Lord, that you will help us come to terms with some things, Lord, that we can never change, Lord, and to accept them and to allow you to use them to your glory. And we ask all these things in your name. Amen. If you would like to know more about me, please visit my website, www.loveariston.com. You can also find me on social media, Facebook, Ariston CM or Instagram and Twitter. I'm so Ariston. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget to grow.